This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Have you heard of the Pullman Porters? They were black men who worked as attendants on the luxury sleeper cars of trains, helping passengers with luggage, shining shoes, and making beds. They unionized in the early 1900s, and they're credited with creating the black middle class. Lynn Hughes, who holds a PhD and goes by Dr. Hughes, has made it her life's work to honor their legacy and their place in the labor movement. She created a museum in North Pullman on the far south side of Chicago to highlight their contributions. Now she wants to add a major expansion that will include a library, another museum focused on women, and a community development component. The founder of the National A. Philip Randolph Pullman Porter Museum is here to tell us more. Dr. Hughes, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm honored to be here. I understand that you went on a tour in Pullman when you first moved here, and that sparked your interest in this history. What was it about that experience that stuck with you? (laughs) Well, there was a docent there who was sharing information about Pullman. Well, he was almost at the end, and I raised my hand in the group, and I said, excuse me, can you tell me what role African-Americans played in the Pullman store? Because I didn't hear anything. Yeah. Well, there was a hush that went over the room like I stole something. I thought, oh, dear. What did I do? And so what seemed like an eternity, he came back with a response and said, I believe they worked on the trains. So I thought it was odd. I thought he was going to give me more information, but he did not. And so I had one of those embarrassing, awkward conversations with myself and said, shut up and go to the library. And I did. I went to the library. It was a Chicago Public Library located in what is the Wendell Smith Elementary School. And I asked the librarian, what could she give me that I could read that would tell me about the African-American presence in Pullman? She searched and came back with two books. I thought they were children's books because the page volume was so thin. Well, I chose the one with the best pictures, full disclosure. (laughs) It was the most attractive. I took the book and went home to my little Hyde Park apartment and read the book cover to cover. And when I finished, I found myself weeping. It was very, very, very odd for me because I'm I'm not that woman. I don't cry like that. (laughs) But it touched me in a way. It really changed the trajectory of my life. And I wound up thinking, why isn't there a museum or why aren't they included in the story that is told to tourists who come, people like me? Mm -hmm. And so I just... It was a seed that was planted that wouldn't go away. I I wound up, I woke up and I heard myself say, I'm going to create a museum. And that is literally how it happened. I knew nothing about museums. No one in my family was a Wow, that's incredible. I never knew one. So as I mentioned, the, the Pullman Porters are credited with creating the foundation of the black middle class. How did that manifest in Chicago? So there was a gentleman who was a Pullman porter who lived in Bronzeville. His name was Milton Webster. They had heard about a guy who was a magazine publisher in New York City who wrote about them. He was a labor organizer, but he was also a magazine publisher. So they they put together a delegation 
and they went to New York and asked him if he would help them start a union. And as they say, the rest is history. His name was A. Philip Randolph. Mm -hmm. It was a collective. They would not have been a discussion about Pullman Porter's word, not for A. Philip Randolph, because he gave them a strong sense of manhood, fair treatment, respect and dignity for themselves. And in so doing, they made a shift in how they presented themselves on the trains, how they carried themselves. Mm -hmm. And they began to make a lot more money than they were making. And so when, when they finished their trips and went home, and this was across the board, it wasn't an isolated incident. You ever see the pictures when you see a, a magazine, old magazines where you have a doctor and he has this little black bag? Yes. Well, that Pullman Porters had a bag like that. And when they went home, they literally went home with a bag full of money. And so Pullman Porters were the only ones in the black community who they were the ones who owned property and had businesses. Their children went to college. They insisted on it because they're on their job, on the train. They gained so much knowledge and they understood the importance of education. Right. And so their 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 weight their style of living changed because they had the means, and that is how it okay. began to build here in Chicago. Interesting. You know, North and South Pullman differ in, in levels of wealth and tourism, and and also national attention. But the plan that you recently unveiled it aims to change that. Can you tell us how? Yes. Well, the museum, we're 27 years old, by the way. And so we are engulfed in the tourism because people from all over the world come to that little museum because they know of the story. Not enough, but they wanted to know more. And so we literally have over the years have garnered an international uh, audience. But Purposely, the museum is located where it is because I thought by creating a museum, a cultural institution, it would help to change the physical appearance of the community and also the mindset of the people in the community because African Americans in the community, it the North End is 96% African American and so they felt no connection to the history that was taught to or touted to tourists. Okay. And so one of the things that I thought that we could do was use the museum to change that. And it did to a degree because to just to be honest, when people tour Pullman or come to Chicago to visit to Pullman, they always make it a point to stop at our place. And that, is what strengthened the idea. If we just had money and investors to come into the North End and do what we envisioned could happen, it would literally change. Mm -hmm. And so I, I had no idea it was going to take this long, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> but it did. But here we are. But, yes. And so, so I, we've planted seeds. And so we, we thought the, the notion or the, the ideology of cultural economic development was the key because the history is already there. Mm -hmm. 
And so you take advantage of what you have, but no one thought enough about the North End to make that, to invest the time and the vision and the money. Yeah. And so we, we are ready to break ground and start in this spring with the expansion of the museum mm-hmm. uh, going down the block. Number one, it's going to, the street is going to be re- renamed Randolph's Way. On the street, there will be Pullman Porter's Row. And in Pullman Porter's Row, there will be the Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porter's Ladies Auxiliary History Museum, the Jesse Wright Labor Research Museum, mm-hmm. and of course, the National A. Philip Randolph Pullman Porter Museum will be the anchor. But there's so much. Nice. It's going to be. It's going to literally transform the area. But the most important thing is that unlike the normal behavior of developers, they come in and they work on the buildings and then they leave. What we have in mind, and we've been working very hard to to form collaborations with investors and organized labor to work with us, to train those people who want to work, they will be able to work because organized labor has agreed to work with us to train people. And so you will have apprentices and you have people trained in construction. You have people trained in security. You'll have people trained in hospitality. And so it literally is going to be a black labor history district. Sounds amazing. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we're talking with Dr. Lynn Hughes, founder of the National A. Philip Randolph Pullman Porter Museum. It highlights the history of the black men who worked as porters in luxury sleeping cars on trains. And she's filling us in on an expansion that was recently unveiled. Um, As you just mentioned, and one of the elements of the proposed expansion, which is something that I'm really excited about, that's that the museum is dedicated to the women, right? The wives and family members of porters who were pivotal in in helping organize the union. It's going to be named after you. Tell us more well, about that. Well, that was a surprise to me. I, I've i been working on all, all of the aspects of it, but that was they did an excellent job keeping that from me. I knew <laughs> nothing about it until the day, the press announcement wow. about the expansion. How does that I feel? Asked, I almost fell off the chair. <laughs> wow, I can imagine. It was, But it's heartwarming because we have always made it a point to in how should I say wrap the women's participation in that movement in our interpretation of the story there were an integral part to it because they because of the practice of the Pullman company that to fire men when they were trying to start a union they had families that had become accustomed to a, a certain style of life and they didn't want to lose that so the women created the women's auxiliary, and so they then had the proxy of their husbands, their sons, or their fathers, whatever that capacity may have been, and they would conduct business, and they would hold meetings and elections and all of those things. And so when the Pullman Company would confront them and say that I heard that you were 
at a, a labor rally or a labor meeting. And the Pullman Porter could say, well, you can check my time card yeah, because I was working. And so that made all the difference in the world. They raised money and did all the things that helped to elevate that union to the place it ended up being and why we're having this conversation about them today. Yeah. As you talked about, there's also going to be a Jesse White Labor Research Library what are the plans for involving students in learning this history? Well, we we have um, Nikki Williams, who is our director of education. She has a unique approach to education that we're thrilled about because it will be a part of not just the, the library and the women's auxiliary, but the importance of our young people learning those lessons. The story of the Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters is a lesson in leadership, perseverance, union, unity, and organization among black men. And in this day and age, we so very much need that. And so we are very excited about the plans that she has to work with schools and even non-traditional settings Mm -hmm. in the libraries and in the museums for this uh, important part of American history because it is a a part of American history. It's not just black history, but it's an important part of American history. And we've had very good success with young people. Our president is a young black man. His name is David Peterson. And he has formed a very interesting or unique programmatic thrust and it's under the uh, young adult youth and young adult program division it's called museum 44 where hip-hop meets history okay wow (laughs) and so for the last five years we have implemented that program and the kids have a podcast and you know they're engulfed in the history on their own they want to know because when they come to the site. I don't know how to explain it any other way, but there's something special that resides in that space. So for, for those listening, where can they learn more information? They can go to PullmanPorterMuseum.com. You know, the museum's been closed during the pandemic. When can folks check it out again? Well, we were we were closed during the pam- pandemic, but it was by appointment only because we had to restrict the size of groups that came. But now, since we're going to do construction, we also have, which is why I said go to PullmanPortingMuseum.com, because even though physically they can't visit, we have um, what we call a docu-tour. And you have the same experience by watching that tour. And I think next week, starting next week, we have created the walkthrough tour. And so you will literally be able to walk through the space to see and read and listen to the information that you would get if you were literally physically there. Yeah. So we, 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 don't plan on being closed for a very long time. The developer has said it may be six months, and that's really fast. Okay.
That is Dr. Lynn Hughes, founder of the National A. Philip Randolph Pullman Porter Museum. You can learn more about her efforts and the museum's planned expansion at WBEZ.org. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.